Welcome to the Spirited Leaders Podcast. Here we dive into all things leadership, spirituality, business, mindset, wealth, and energy to inspire and empower you to make the impact you're here for while loving your life. I am your host, Rachel White, coach, speaker, published author, and the creator of the Spirited Leaders brand, including this podcast and our magazine. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy this episode. I have a guest with me today, Tracy Spencer. Welcome, Trace. Thanks, beautiful. So Tracy is a coach, creative business mentor, speaker, author, and the founder of Lightworkers Academy. She works with lightworkers to cut the fluff and go big with their lightwork. I love that mission and all the work that you do and everything that you share. And I'm so, so excited to have this chat with you, Tracy. So massive welcome and thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start? I would love for you to start with how you define what constitutes a lightworker that you work with. Mm, juicy question. I love it. And I will kind of preface with when I first heard the term lightworker, which was probably about five or six years ago, um, it had a different uh, definition for me than it does now and how I've kind of like grown with that. So I think there's kind of two ways to see lightworkers. Um, kind of the definition that maybe a lot of people will Google or read about or have come across, um, particularly in the spiritual community, is more along the lines of people who feel like they have a really deep ingrained soul mission. You know, they come here and they're like, I need to be of service. I need to help. I need to do something. Um, We tend to be quite intuitive in the sense of we know that there's more going on than just what we can see. Like we we can feel something beyond this physical realm. we feel quite sensitive to certain energies and environments. And yeah, they're, they're kind of like some of the, the characteristics, I guess you could say, for a lot of people when they first connect with that. And then through my own work, I started to think about, okay, well, what if people don't necessarily fit into the category of quote unquote spiritual, but they still have a really big soul mission or they still feel like they want to help, but they wouldn't necessarily call themselves spiritual. And I I remember thinking even about my partner, Luke, um, thinking to myself, well, he is such a light worker. Like he has the biggest heart. He is like such a good listener. He's always caring for people around him, um, but he's an engineer, right? So I was thinking, Mm -hmm. well, does that mean that he's not a light worker? So after kind of like just, just witnessing people and, um, and thinking about what it really means for me, I started to understand that being a light worker is just really anyone that feels like they want to use their energy and their creative gifts to make a positive change or a positive impact on the world, right? So I don't believe light workers are just in the spiritual community. Like I see light workers down like in my local supermarket and they just like beam good energy and they're so welcoming and we have the best chats or I think about Luke in engineering, like, He's bringing his, his energy and his heart gifts and, um, you know, light to a organization that maybe doesn't have conversations that he wants to bring to the table, you know? So it's like, it's not so much about the label. It's about the energy that you're bringing to the world. That's what a light worker means to me. Yeah. I love how you've expanded that definition because so many people may not, I think I 
honestly believe we're all spiritual beings, but I do see some people don't want to necessarily label themselves in that way. So I love your expanded view on it. Do you want to talk about your own light work journey? You mentioned you heard this term five or six years ago. Is that where it started or does it predate that? Just yeah, dive into your story. Yeah, well, I never, I definitely didn't write down in high school, like, I want to be a light worker when I grow up, <laughs> or like, I want to be a teacher for light workers. Like, that definitely wasn't in the plan. Um, but I think just like anyone, our, often our soul work is born out of our own awakening experience, mm-hmm. right? So for me, um, my awakening journey started about like nine years ago when I was um, 20, 21. And it honestly was as simple as the fact that I just remember one day being like, I feel like shit and I don't want to feel like shit anymore. Like it wasn't this huge, big sea parting moment or this huge awakening experience. It was just this inner feeling of like, "Mm, Trace, this isn't actually the best that you've got. Like this isn't actually what you signed up for. And then just starting to follow that, like, okay, well, if I feel like shit, like what changes do I need to make? Like, okay, I need to start eating a little bit better. I need to start having better thoughts about my body. I need to start um, maybe not saying yes to all the things that are making me feel like shit, but I'm just saying yes to go along with everyone else saying yes, you know? So it was kind of this, in a way, gentle unraveling, um, but, you know, not at the time, it can feel quite cutthroat, I guess. Um, But just making little changes like that. And like, I say to people, like, I was the girl at the back of the yoga room, like, crying because I was like, I'm starting to feel things that I haven't felt before and things are starting to make sense. And, hey, I have this voice in my head that no one taught me about in school. Like, what's with that? Mm -hmm. And then just reading, reading books about it and, you know, as we're all just, we follow the breadcrumbs, right, on our, on our awakening experience of like, okay, here's something and here's something, um, listening to spiritual lectures and things like that and kind of just, taking my time like grounding into that and then getting to a point of okay how come no one around me is talking about that this stuff like what if I'm the person to start talking about this and that's for a lot of light workers that particularly work as coaches or you know that's how their light work is manifesting or teachers or leaders or anything like that we get that urge of okay like my light's back on now I think I need to help other people with their light you know and it just it just unfolded from there of great, now I've found life coaching and now I'm, you know, a Kundalini yoga teacher and now I'm feeling called to do this. And it's just unraveled to the point that I fell into, hey, this is my light work is helping other light workers. Mm. Yeah. Such a beautiful story. So I remember the first time I kind of like crossed paths with you. It was like the um, Bali inspiration day for beautiful years. Okay, and cool. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure we never actually spoke or like were in close vicinity to each other, but I do remember seeing you there and being like, oh, I wonder who that girl is. So then I started, <laughs> <laughs> I started following you and I really loved watching your journey. So what's that like five years ago? Five years, yeah. And I feel like when I see everything you're doing now, it's like you are so in your power and just on point with everything you're doing. And I really loved watching your journey because I feel like you're someone that really embodies both like being vulnerable and brave and and moving through everything Mm -hmm. at the same time and really committing. And I love something you posted in your Instagram story the other day about um, 
it was like a question if you knew it was going to take five years would you still commit to it and I just feel like you are the embodiment of that question like I just Mm. I love your commitment to everything the question I want to ask you is in your um branding I think it was of your sister mind I saw you use words along the lines of um business and spirituality party as one and I love that so much I would love for you to talk a little bit about that the role that spirituality plays in your business in your life and and in your mission yeah oh such a great question so I think um what the conversation that a lot of us um in business or entrepreneurs are starting to have is like understanding that our business isn't like our business is a like a living entity right like a living energy and I think if we're not like if our intuition isn't kind of like the CEO of our business, that's when we get out of our alignment, right? If like our inner voice should be, should be the thing on the, on the table that's calling the shots, I think. And that's kind of like the new way, like we're moving. Um, so many things are changing in business and organizations and structure. And it's like, if we're not being led by our heart and our, and our higher self, shit's going to hit the fan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like there's higher visions trying to lead us. <clears throat> so I think how I say that they party together, it's like your spiritual self isn't separate from like, there's not categories. It's not like, Oh, you turn it on and off here. And okay, we need to come over to our business and be robots and sound like everyone else. It's like, Mm -hmm. if people can't feel you and your essence through what you're sharing online or how you're showing up, they're not going to connect to the heart, to your heart and to the heart of your business or the heart of your vision. Right? Like you've, you've got to work the same. And I think that's that piece of, authenticity for a lot of people it's like you're not you're just not bringing your full self to the table your full spiritual self your full crazy self your quirky self your badass business self like let people feel all of it like I just think that everyone is trying to like separate themselves in different areas and um yeah if we're not letting our intuition guide our business decisions if we're not in some way connecting and and this is kind of like i'll give an example what i do with a lot of the um, women that i mentor in business is i say to them tell me the tell me the values of this creative project like tell me the values of your business right like what like if if you took yourself out of the equation because your business has an expression of its own and a lot of the time we're trying to get in the way of that right the same way as if you have a creative project like i'll try and give examples here of if you're doing like let's say an online program right I'm sure a lot of your listeners are probably entrepreneurs or online businesswomen or something. Um, if you're trying to offer a creative project and, and you're over here being like, okay, what does this person does and how did they do it and how did they structure it and how much did they charge and what are other people charging? Straight away, your own energy has kind of gone out of your body, right? It's scattered and you're like, oh, it's over here, it's over here, it's over here. So what I tend to say is let's just bring that energy back to your own base chakra for a second and tell me what the values are of that project. Because a lot of the time, um, another example here, it's like someone will tell me, oh, the value of this, this particular creation, like this course or this workshop, it values intimacy and it values um, heart-to-heart connection or something like that. And they're like, okay, it values intimacy and here I am trying to sell it to a thousand people. Is that actually in alignment with its core value? No, but our ego is getting in the way thinking, well, bigger must mean better. And as soon as they have that click of, wait, it values intimacy. Hey, 
this is actually just for four people and I'm trying to make it up to be bigger than it needs to be. And that's why I'm feeling disconnected from it. Right. Or there might be something where the value is community and it is about impact. And it's like, Oh, that's what wants to go bigger. So I need to learn the tools to support that and market myself in a different way, et cetera, et cetera. See what I kind of mean by that? Like we, I think that's where a lot of people feel stuck or out of alignment or things just honestly aren't working and they're getting frustrated. And it's like, take your agenda out of the equation and your ego out of the equation for a second and actually ask that vision how it wants to be expressed and create it from the inside out and ask your business, hey, what's like out of alignment here? What, was, what have I been doing this whole time that isn't actually me or isn't actually true for this business, right? And like, that's been my journey. So many times along the way, I've tried things and then switched them and I'm not afraid to do that. Like, I'm not afraid to listen to my intuition and then be like, yeah, well, that did not work and that's okay you know, but it's just like, don't just, don't just sit and do nothing. Like just keep your energy moving in some way, but please just listen to the entity of what you're trying to create rather than just gun ho with no clarity around it. Yeah. I love all of that so much. I, I really resonate with how you started talking about different, like sometimes we think different parts of ourselves are only suitable for certain aspects of our life. And I really used to feel like that when I was working professionally and doing like yoga teaching and and coaching and all on the side, it was like, I was two different people at all times and never could be my full self in either way. And since going all into my business, it's been really amazing for me to experience all parts of myself coming together and not having to put myself into any box. And I feel like that's such a powerful journey for everyone to experience. Yeah. Yeah. And just not hiding, right? Like you can feel when you're just hiding it apart or like, shit, am I going to get called out? You can feel that. Mm. Yeah. The wings are clipped. We don't want that. Yes, definitely. And I also love how you talk about your business being like an entity in and of itself. And sometimes we can get so caught up in like, I am my business. And even though I am like my business is a mirror of me and I am the brand of my business that is a separate creation that we are birthing. And even the individual programs and projects are individual things as well. So I love that perspective. And like you said, we don't need to, as an individual, get in the way of the entity of that creation. Yeah. And I have a a quote that I often um, talk about and I wrote this in my book, like let the vision lead you. Like let your business lead you. A lot of the time we're the ones trying to control everything. And again, that's why we get stuck or overwhelmed or pissed off with our business when it's not working. And it's like, hang on, if I let the vision lead me, if I took my hands off the wheel and let go of some of my control, where would it want me to go? What, like, how would it want me to talk? What colors does it want me to be branding? You know, like, and of course it's always going to be in alignment with you because it's choosing you. Like it's hooking up with you for a reason. You've got a beautiful energetic match there. But um, yeah, if you could let the vision lead you, what would you need to change? And when you were in the early stages of discovering that, was it simply just asking those questions or was there any practices you did or anything to really deepen your connection with that vision? Yeah. So in the, in the start um, of my journey, it was simply listen for the guidance and then go listen for the guidance and then go. And this is the trap for a lot of light workers is they listen and then they think and then they overthink and they overanalyze and then they ask everyone else and then they question themselves and then they down, doubt their downloads and then they sit and they go, Oh no, I'm having some resistance. So yeah, no, I will just keep sitting on that. 
And it's like, "Mm, okay, this is why nothing is moving, right? So get the guidance and go. And now, uh, like, as my journey has progressed or as I've learned more about this kind of conversation or this connection with my business, like I I do this thing called sit in ceremony where I I literally sit in ceremony with my business, which would just look like, um, and anyone can do it in whatever way they feel called. But for me, it's just a stillness practice and inviting kind of like the energy of my business into my field and just um, kind of seeing the different legs. So seeing the moving parts or, you can imagine even your business as a beautiful big tree and it just has different branches like, oh, here's my book and here's my course and here's my coaching or here's this project or here's my website or my podcast, like whatever it is. And they have different legs and just kind of see which legs of that tree or which branches maybe need pruning because there's some outdated things going on there or needs a little bit more nourishment because it's getting some dead leaves or which part of it, which parts are really flourishing and they want you to keep putting your energy there so it can keep blossoming, you know? So that's just one symbol of, of how I like to do it. But um, I think it's just carving out time to just sit and be quiet and stop and ask questions, you know, because if you ask, the guidance will be there. You just have to sit your ass down sometimes and, and listen. Yeah. And listen and go. I, I love how you went through the process of if you think before you go, you go down this kind of rabbit hole and you create the resistance the more you think about 100%. it. 100%. So yeah. everyone listening to this podcast, listen, take action, go before you think. Yeah, 100%. And I think um, like overwhelm is just a way that the ego distracts you from action. Like mm. you create overwhelm out of nothing. Everyone can do that. Everyone's brain can do that, right? Mm. And it's like, that is your self-sabotage, creating overwhelm out of nothing, making things a bigger deal than they actually are. Yes, I love that so much. And I think everyone listening can probably reflect on a time where like we got to the other side of something and then was like, why did I even worry about that? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because your mind just like brews it up in its cauldron into this Mm. massive thing. And then you're like, oh, it was actually no big deal. And it was really fun and easy. Yeah. Yeah, I used to like one little thing. I used to like hate having to make phone calls, and it would always be like in my head, such this like dramatic experience. And then as soon as I would make the phone call, I'd be like, "That was so easy." And it's so many little actions like that that we can put off for so long, and we finally do them. And it's like, why did I wait? I could have done this a year ago. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. Yeah. Is there anything else you're feeling called to talk about or any other topics you would love for us to dive into? Mm. Where do we even start with that, Rach? (laughs) What am I really frothing on right now? I think I'm just, um, oh my God, so many things. What feels true? I just really love the conversation around like we've already mentioned a little bit around like creativity, right? And I actually want to branch out a little bit with <clears throat> um, how people are showing up. For some reason, this is coming to my awareness, how people are showing up um, online at the moment. And I know, especially if you're building a business and you're feeling like you're having maybe one of those days where you're like, I'm getting fucking crickets and no one is listening to me and everyone else is getting more fucking engagement Um, or more likes or they have more followers and all that stuff I think I just want to bring everyone back to this um, this little reminder that I constantly remind myself of 
um, about like this beautiful one by one rule, right? Especially when you're first starting your business, it's so important because we can get overwhelmed with um, it's not enough yet. I don't have enough clients yet. Like I've only got two clients. I've only got one person at my workshop. I've only got three people in my course, whatever it might be. I just want to remind everyone listening that don't forget that you are one person. Like you are one person and think about if the person that you look to for guidance, so the person that is mentoring you or the person that has inspired you the most on your journey, imagine if you showed up to one of their things and you were the only person there and they said out loud to you, oh, it's only one person, what's the point? Mm. Like just let that sink in for a little bit. I think we're getting way too needs to be bigger and better and faster and full power and blah, blah, blah from day one. It's like, let's not forget about the actual heart of our light work and, and, and why we're actually the, the bigger picture of why we're doing this. Like we're all on the same team and we're all leading towards, you know, the same mission in a way, just in, in different ways. So I think it's just important to remember that that one person is a human that is showing up to learn from you and showing up to listen to your podcast and showing up to read your social media or come to your workshop or whatever it might be. And it's just your ego getting in the way of, oh, well, it's only one person, so it doesn't count yet or whatever it might be. Like everyone counts, everyone mm -hmm. counts. And what a freaking privilege it is in this lifetime to do our light work. Like how lucky are we that we have the opportunity to change even just one person's day, one person's life. Like you just never know the ripples that you're, that you're putting out into the world. And if you just put your full heart into something and keep doing that, like people are going to listen and they're going to show up and they're going to come. Like it just might take time. Like you said, if it took five more years, like in five years when you have all the dreams that you think you need to be happy, are you going to be crying yourself to sleep? Probably not. Like you'll be like, fuck yeah, I showed up and I kept going and I, and I put my heart on my sleeve and I learned all these things and I grew and I didn't give up, right? So I think just that's obviously a message everyone needed because that's the one that came through. Um, mm. but just don't forget that it's just one by one by one by one and, and just, yeah, don't, don't forget about the heart of your light work because it's just so important that we, that we stay connected to that. Yeah, I completely agree and love everything you just said. And I think that what I've seen watching people grow their business over the last, like it's been probably like five or six years that I've really been paying attention. And it's really like the people that were willing to show up for one person or two people or three people, whatever number mm -hmm. that have transformed their businesses into such amazing things now. And even though, like, I think our business can be really powerful to support us in a life we desire, but we are also being of service within our business. So it's so important to give and receive and not just focus on one part of that equation. 100%. And if we can't show up fully for one person in front of us, like, why the fuck would the universe put 100 people in front of us? Mm. If we're not being grateful, if we're not fully showing up to serve the best way that we can to that one person and being appreciative of that, why would the universe give us more? If we can't be like, oh my God, I made $100. Like what? This is the best thing ever. Why would the universe give us six figures? Yeah. You know, like it, it, I know everyone knows that, but like fucking think about it. Like why would it? Yeah. And it's, I love thinking about like to the universe, there's no difference between $1 and a million dollars. And it like one a million dollars is just a million one dollars. So if we're receiving <laughs> even one dollar, we're in alignment with a million more. 
see. So true. Love that. Yep. Absolutely true. Yeah. So when it comes to creativity, is there anything else you want to share? Do you think that everyone is innately creative? How can we get more in touch with our creativity or what, what other important aspects are there to this creativity piece? Yeah. And first and foremost, creativity doesn't just mean painting a picture. Like I think we kind of, everyone's onto that conversation now, Um, but just putting it out there. That's not what it means. Like your, your creativity is like your life force energy, right? Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. everything is creative. When you cook your breakfast in the morning, that's creative. How you're redecorating your house. That's creative. How you're bringing up your family. That's creative. Like, your creative energy is actually always flowing in some area of your life, right? And I think we, we need to remember that it's, it's, again, that feeling. So what makes me feel kind of like turned on and excited and my heart open and I feel like giddy and joyful? Like, what is that? What, what music do I need to play to make me feel that? Or what, how, how to move my body, you know? And that it's going to be different at different kind of seasons of your life, like, or different cycles. Like, it's not if you're kind of doing the exact same thing all the time, maybe there's no room for creative energy, right? Because creative energy, of course, isn't just a linear thing. Like it's, it mm. kind of moves in spirals and, and flows and things like that. But I think just asking yourself, what kind of gets me turned on by life? Like what, what sense, what colors, what feelings in my body? Or am I doing things that are making me feel stagnant? Like do I actually feel... Um, like in flow right now with my life or my relationships or my business or anything like that. And if not, is there room that, you know, that stagnant energy in your life just needs a little bit of attention, right? Of, Oh yeah, I am just feeling stuck. So how can I, how can I bring fresh energy to this? How can I bring more of myself to the table? How am I changing a little bit? And I need to reflect that in certain areas of my life. Right. So I kind of feel like creative energy is just like our full expression like our truest expression for that particular season of our life in different areas of our life, not just, again, a separate thing, right? So sometimes um, I think it's, it's similar with kind of how we see, and I teach this through Lightworkers Academy, like how people get so caught up on their purpose, like it has to be this one thing or my purpose looks just like this. And it's like, what if your purpose was actually not just birthing your soul work, but what if your purpose was, creating a really beautiful home environment or what Mm. if your purpose was having really nourishing relationships or what if your purpose right now is um, healing your relationship with money? It's like your purpose is just a manifestation of where your creative energy wants to go at different points along your path. Right. But a lot of us just have that gaze of it's just my purpose and it's just my work and it's just my career and wow. And like getting like so strangly in that part Mm. of our life but what if right now you're in a season where your purpose or your creative energy is required elsewhere? And when you like surrender to that, that's when, you know, everything touches everything. So it's like you might pour energy into your relationship with yourself or with a partner or with your body or money or anything. And then that just kind of drops resistance around this other area that's felt blocked, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. all just this flow of beautiful, nourishing energy through your life, um, kind of like an ecosystem. Um, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went on that tangent. I, I loved all of that. And it comes back with the purpose coming into creativity. It comes back to purpose is really a feeling. And I think I've even heard you say that before yeah. as well. 
And yeah, I love that view of creativity because what, what immediately came to my mind as you started talking was that we are the creators of our lives. So of course we're all creative. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's right there. Like even down to the, like, I love that. And down to the like um, granular level of that, it's like, we know that if we think something that puts a seed of potential out into the field, which then starts to bring a bit of momentum to something. Right. So it's like, Mm -hmm. even on that tiny level, it's like we're creating with our mind, whether we know it or not all day, every day Mm -hmm. without even thinking about it. That's creative energy. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Yes. And there's, there's so much deeper we could go there with like our thoughts. I know. I'm like the the tangents, the rants could start. (laughs) um before we start to wrap up I would love for you just to spend like a minute talking about your book and Mm. what 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 it's called what everyone could expect reading it yeah so um it's really crazy because I have this experience where the book's been out for a few months now and I honestly still am like oh yeah I wrote that book like when did that happen because it was really one of those like I speak about with with a vision where the book was just leading me. Like, mm. I, like it was just doing its thing through me and I was just the one showing up at my keyboard being like, all right, tell me where to go. What are we doing today? Um, so the book is called Rock Your Light, Lessons for Lightworkers and Spiritual Straight Talk to Make Shit Happen. And there's 35 lessons in there that are literally the lessons that I live by. So every chapter is a lesson um, around the, the themes of purpose, power and prosperity. Um, particularly for lightworkers or anyone that kind of feels like they want to do do something in the world or create something or you have a vision you want to birth or, you know, you have dreams that you're kind of feeling like there's a lot of doubt or fear around. It's really a no-fluff kind of like A to B on, on how to do that. And um, every chapter or every lesson has like a little reflection or something that you can put in into process. And that's something that I do through my work is like, I don't want to just teach you the things I want to teach you and then teach you how to put them into practice. Like teach you how to show up for it now. Like, cool. We, we know the step. Let's go do the step. Um, so it was a really fun process and it's, it's, an, I want to say an easy book to read and you can kind of have it as an Oracle deck in the sense of you can flip to a page and you'll get the download that you need, no doubt. But it's really about my journey of building my business or building my dreams over the last five, six years. Um, and how I've shown up along the way through fear, um, how I've built, you know, my self-belief and how money shit has come up along the way and what I've done. And it's just really a 3D guide to kind of like our 5D way of understanding things, you know, like it's a, just a, a practical, like, let's have our crown, crown in the cosmos, but yo, let's keep it 3D and actually get to work. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I'm sure every single person listening is going to be like, I'm going to go buy that. And I think it's online everywhere. Book Dispository, Booktopia. Yeah, Booktopia. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any final words of wisdom you would love to wrap us up with? I just want to remind everyone to just freaking own it. <laughs> just like I write about this in the book. So absolutely please go buy the book and, and read this, but the vision on your heart, like you would not have been shown it if you weren't ready to own it. Like it would not come into your field if you weren't the person for it. Um, it wouldn't be showing up in your meditations. It wouldn't be coming to you in your little shower downloads. Um, 
like that thing that's trying to connect with you, it's connecting with you for a reason. And you have all the skills and all the gifts or the ability to go learn them to bring that to life. And please just stop devaluing what your light work looks like just because it looks different to someone else's. Like stop trying to be freaking macho, rah-rah, um, out there if that's just not actually your alignment. Maybe you're more sensitive. Maybe you're a beautiful introvert and you want to create more intimate experiences. Like don't devalue that or think that's not enough compared to someone who maybe is out there on stage more fiery or louder or anything like that. Like we all have manifestations of our light work and all the different ones are needed. There's not one way to do it and one way isn't going to heal everyone, right? So we need your unique, amazing creative expression and your expression of light work. And um, yeah, don't be afraid to, for it to look a little bit different because that's kind of the point. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much for being here. I really, really loved this conversation. Um, so for everyone listening, you can find Tracy at Tracy underscore Spencer on social media and tracyspencer.com.au. But I'll put all the links in the show notes and I'll put a link to your book in the show notes as well if anyone wants to go out and get a copy. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thanks, Rach. Love that conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story at by Rachel White. Reach out to me anytime with your insights and questions. Have a beautiful day.